0: Namaste, Raven Elizabeth. It is a crazy windy day here in Santa Barbara. The wind is whipping. I don't know if you can hear the wind chimes and all the things blowing around in the background, but it is crazy. I was at the dog park and it was like tornadoes of dust everywhere. So anyway, let's check in today. Talking about somatic experiences and so many people ask me, what is somatics? A somatic experience? What's the soma? And the most easy, readily available definition I have for you is this. Your somatic experience is the lived experience of your body. When you transition or pass away, the body is left, but the soma has left with the soul and spirit returning to the earth, whatever your belief system may be. But that somatic experience is no longer with the body. It has separated. So I had a deeply profound somatic experience today, and as most of you don't know, I've had three deaths in my family in about seven, eight months, going back to Michigan where I grew up so many times in the last year, and it's either like the last time I see the person or their funeral, and it's been a lot, a lot of deep grief. And I really want to debrief this deep grief through the lens of somatics and also through the lens of chiropractic and some different ways of looking at the body different layers from superficial to deep so first is just this perspective i have as being a chiropractor and somebody's who been doing body work for 12 years more than that even yoga teachers just like looking at it from a western perspective so that means anatomically like looking at the structure And so here's my example, overarching example for this podcast is that I've had a lot of really intense right shoulder pain, and there's a few causes. So one of the causes is like very evident to me as a chiropractor. It's like, okay, my pec major's really tight, my rotator cuff, especially Terry's, super tight. Little subluxation in my shoulder, my glenohumeral joint. I've gone a little anterior interior. I need to get that adjusted. I was a swimmer for 12 years. I rode crew, so it makes sense. There's some degeneration. There's some micro tears probably in that rotator cuff. And I'm, a, you know, as a chiropractor and a manual adjuster, I'm moving bodies. Like it's it's an intense physical practice. And so I've worked on it with my trainer and my yoga practice, all these different things, and getting massage and whatnot. But it does tighten up. But what else is going on there? So then looking at it from this like more therapeutic like, mental health perspective, but really depth psychology, because let's face it, like, I'm an edge dweller. I want to talk about depth psychology and somatics. So, all right. When I feel stressed, my lived experience is this, is that I feel nauseated and when I really tap into it and go and tend to these feelings, it's this blue ball and it kind of jumps up and down from my stomach into my throat chakra. And for me, as like a cancer sun sign and everything, my throat chakra gets really closed down and I'm not able to express myself, which you probably wouldn't guess based on this podcast, but it's true when it's like an interaction with somebody I really care about and love, it can be really difficult for me to express my needs in that moment or to say anything in that moment. And I I shut down and scuttle away like a little cancerian crab. So it's this blue ball, and blue is the color of the throat chakra, shocking. So I see it when I tend to it, and it's going up and down. And when I get really stressed and high anxiety, the image I have is of this blue ball shooting into my right shoulder and just staying there like cement, stuck and embedded within the shoulder joint glenohumeral joint the ac joint all in there and my muscles get so tight and it's so intense and it's hard for me to adjust people and i'm having all this pain it's hard for me to sleep so like i have this deep deep experience it, i mean it, and so not only in stress times but also when i'm feeling grief in my body and so another perspective a deeper perspective really looking at energy channels and this is not my area of expertise but I do know a little bit because I've been learning is that that's that lung meridian starting at lung one there right where the pec major that attaches to the coracoid so if you know anatomy it's right there going toward the shoulder joint and that goes all the way down out the thumb and that's where grief is held And so it's like clamping down on either side of my heart and I feel it. And so it's like when you're in that state of fight or flight and you have all that grief and all that stuff building up, all that stagnant old chi and prana and life force building up and staying there, how do you best communicate within yourself but to the outside world? It's really difficult. So... Hopefully, some of that makes sense, and you can kind of extrapolate from there, like your own somatic experiences. So, here's what I've been doing I've been working on it a lot with a lacrosse ball on that more superficial level of, I need to release Peck, I need to release Terry's, I need to get adjusted. I worked with my physical therapist, and the great thing about the PTI I refer to and work with, and she's a friend, is that. She's a master's in PT, but she also has a master's in depth psychology and somatics and is working on her dissertation. So we connect on that level of working with imagery, symbols, meditation as the body work's happening. And I'm called to share this beautiful Marion Woodman quote that says it's along the lines of let's see, um, body work accelerates the process accelerates the process of creating a container for the ego and that's ego from a Western perspective. In Eastern philosophies we need say like we need to kill the ego we need to let the ego go. That's great that's a different perspective of ego it's like a totally separate construct than the Western ideal of the ego set forward by people like Freud. So if we were to totally lose our ego from a Western perspective that would mean we're psychotic. So Body work accelerates the process of creating a container for the ego, and so that container can be the body and what this really calls up for me is several things as somebody who literally touches bodies all the time and works on people doing chiropractic and teaching yoga and all those things is we 're having this deep connection through the collective connection through the collective is one of my favorite things and In chiropractic philosophy, we would call it, our innate intelligence is connecting through universal intelligence. Same exact thing, different words. Really, really the same though. So we're connecting and pulling up somatic experiences literally through the tissue. Because when you have this human connection and feel that warmth, the vibrancy, the love from somebody else's hands palpating your muscles, your spine, your joints, that is a deep bond on a physical, spiritual, emotional level. And there's no denying that. And so that does accelerate the process of containing or creating a container for the ego from a Western perspective of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is my experience. And this leads me to my next major point here is Jung, Carl Jung, had the unholy trinity, which I love love. I fucking love it. Here it is, the unholy trinity, the feminine, the body, the unconscious. These are all things that have been denied, set aside, not talked about, not acknowledged in our patriarchal society, this masculine world model that we have currently. So the unconscious, what am I pulling up? My you know through working through a depth psychological lens I was able to then be like this is what's happening this is why I feel nauseated when I feel stressed and I can explain it from a Western perspective through fight or flight but there's other perspectives it's there's things in my unconscious draw forward by psyche of that bridge from the unconscious to the conscious saying okay there is this this ball and it's jumping up and down and maybe it's trying to get my attention of, hey, when you start feeling this way, pay attention because this is time for you to ground down, to listen, to listen and experience your body, to listen to that somatic experience so that you can then come from a loving, grounded place and express what you need to say through your throat chakra before that shoots out into your right shoulder and creates a whole new set of issues. So the unconscious can teach us so much. And it's not this association of, oh, I had a dream, I look it up in a dream dictionary, this means that, direct association, no, no, no. Because when you do that, you kill the image. So I work with this image of, because there's been times where I've wanted to just like rip that out and like, throw it away and be like, I don't need this, throw it into the ocean, into the fire, whatever it is. But no, it's there. It's just a symptom. It's a symptom within my unconscious. Just like fever in the body is a symptom of, hey, there's a virus or a bacteria that we're trying to kill off now through your immune system. Pay attention, pay attention. You have pain or whatever it is. It is a symptom being brought forward from the unconscious next is the body and so we delineated at the beginning the difference between soma and body but we also need to show deference and great reverence for the body because we often set that aside especially through descartes philosophy and so we need to realize that like the mind-body, the body-mind, which I really prefer the body-mind, is all connected. There's no separation. It's not, I think, therefore I am Descartes. It's, no, I am. Like, I am this body. I am part of this body. I am my mind. But the mind doesn't mean the brain. It doesn't, mind does not equal brain. Mind can be throughout. And that's part of my argument of memory, sense, is felt and experienced and lived through every cell of your being, not just creating a memory and then it goes through your hippocampus gyri into the association cortex. No, we're creating memories in our joints and our tissues. And to have body work done in that human connection accelerates that process of that lived experience. So we're building, building, building. Next is the feminine. This doesn't mean gender being female does not mean that at all it's simply the yin and the yang and i even can look at it through a yogic perspective of effort and ease sira and Sukha. there's so many ways it's that balance that harmony that homeostasis that we can all experience the shiva and the shakti so the feminine let's we can call it that i also will probably call it shakti Same thing for me when I'm talking about this, though, is the rise of the divine feminine, the divine shakti that's within all of us. And that's getting out of this competitive, patriarchal, masculine model. In medicine, it would be getting away from mechanism of looking at the body as a machine and recognizing we all have this beautiful energy within us. And it doesn't mean we need to be totally soft all the time. It's just finding that balance. And so however you identify in terms of gender, it doesn't matter because we all have this both elements within us and it's back and forth and maybe we exude more of one than the other. But it doesn't mean we can't find that balance, that harmony, that joy, the homeostasis within ourselves. So... The unholy Trinity, and I will argue like this is the holiest of trinities: the feminine, the the unconscious, and the body. Like, how can we use that to shift the paradigm and look at feminism not from a place of anger, not from a place of rage, but from this place of empowerment from our solar plexus and step forward in the ground in loving way, fully connected in the collective, and shift our paradigm and give, show that deference and reverence toward the body and the unconscious. So I think it's so important for us to work with our dreams and with our symbols and images, acknowledging the archetypes that show up so often. I have a podcast on the archetype of the wounded healer just a few episodes back you can listen to. And I, I sing a lot about this and paint about all these things and dream images i love to paint because it's just giving them voice and saying who's here like what are they teaching me what are they showing me and that's the work we're doing in the shadow that's the work we're doing in the unconscious that we can draw forward and draw upon in order to learn the lessons we need to learn in this lifetime so we've gone all over the place today in this somatic experience but my experience right now is this feeling of full connection of feeling the vibrancy and the high frequency of each cell of my being and the connection in my solar plexus to my heart and my throat and third eye and then from the solar plexus down to the sacral chakra to the root chakra this full connection up and down kundalini rising it's so beautiful to sit with that and feel it and honor it and let it flow so this is so much information send me questions i would love to answer them you can send them to me on anchor or follow me on instagram at diva raven elizabeth same on instant go you can ask me questions or call me we can we can do video chat on there instant go at diva raven elizabeth I would love to talk to you more about this because I think it's really important that we start bringing attention to our own lived experiences and stop being robots in this mechanistic model and thinking of our body and our Soma and everything as just a simple machine. It's not. We are complex. We are connected. We are in the collective. Have a beautiful day.